0: it's a farm friday let's talk pittsburgh pirates you are locked on mlb prospects part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And on a farm Friday, we're going by descending order of talent. So team number three, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Lots of prospects in this system. Something you see from teams that are in that position at the major league level, uh, including some really prominent guys and probably the biggest example of what is suspected to be service time manipulation under the new CBA. But we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. So normally in the first segment, I like to talk low A and high A. A little bit different today because the Florida Complex League Pirates have some interesting guys that I want to tell you about. So uh, number 11 in their system, left-hand pitcher Anthony Solometto. 6'5", 220, 2021 uh, drafty out of high school. Um, Really just kind of like a tall, gangly lefty. (laughs) Has a a lot of moving parts to his pitch. Uh, Inside of all of that extra, you know, uh, leg kick and arms up above the head and everything. Above, like, out past all of that. He's got what I think is a pretty good fastball, actually. (laughs) You know, mid-90s velo. As he gets older and as he develops a bit, it's going to put more on there. He's got a slider that looks like it's a plus pitch as well. Um, he can throw the fastball in any count. He can throw the slider really well against a righty. comes in and like at their feet. Uh, Change-up can, can can be average once he gets there. But it's something where a lot of raw tools, you just got to figure out what the heck he's doing around that confusing, gangly um, wind-up. But a guy that There's a number three pitcher in there somewhere. There absolutely is. And I think that they can find it. Uh, And then to pair along with him, one of the more intriguing players to me in this entire minor league system is Bubba Chandler. So 13th overall prospect, 6'3", 200. He's a two-way player, shortstop and right-hand pitcher. He actually was committed to go to Clemson to play both baseball and football. Uh, Third round pick. He got late first round money, like $3 million. And so he can he can touch like he's a righty but he's a switch hitter. He can throw a football lefty 50 yards. Like he can dunk. It's weird. S- super athletic guy, right? Uh so they they've got him as a pitcher first, I think. Uh he can throw the fastball into the mid 90s, really high arm slot on it. Something where he's really fastball dominant as an amateur. Uh, I think that his 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 change ups a work in progress. Uh, breaking ball he absolutely can make that into something. It's you know it's has good characteristics to it. Uh, he's worked on like a slider and a cutter and just lots of like he's never just been a baseball player. He played both all growing up. He was going to play both at college. Uh, he's a he's a switch hitter and has decent raw power. Plays short a lot. And I think that, like as of right now, the plan is like they want him to be a pitcher, but they're going to let him do both. So, at the Complex League right now, but just really intriguing as far as the tools and what's there and, and what could become out of Bubba Chandler. And then when you actually get into low A and high A, low A, uh, the low A Bradenton Marauders. Uh, they are in Bradenton, Florida. They were 71-48 and 48 last year, second in the low-way southeast, which is now back to the Florida State League. Uh, most prominent prospect there is number 14 prospect Lonnie White. So, um, was taken at 64th overall, was committed to Penn State. They went over slot. Same thing, he was going to play both baseball and football. Uh, he was actually a wide receiver to go along with an outfielder. And so, there's, there's some concerns about his His ability at the plate, he's got tons of raw power um, because he's a, he's a great athlete. But he's got swing and miss in there. Another guy who's just never solely focused on baseball. Kind of feel like, a, like the Pirates may have had a type in last year's draft. And so, yeah, just great power, great speed, uh, elite talent as far as athletically. He just kind of needs to focus on what he's doing. Uh, but really interesting and somebody that I want to see what he's going to do, uh, how he'll do with, one, focusing solely on baseball, and then, two, doing it in that professional setting where you're playing, you know, six days a week. I want to see what happens there. The, uh, the, 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 the A team that I'm really interested in is the high A Greensboro Grasshoppers. So Greensboro, North Carolina, they were 74-46 and 46 last year. Second in the high A East in the South Division. That's now the South Atlantic League. And you'll remember from some of our earlier shows, this is where a lot of those rule changes get tested, the Atlantic League. Anyway, but so number two overall prospecting system, Henry Davis, 6'2, 210, uh, was drafted number one overall. Um, and I don't necessarily think he was he was expected to be number one overall, so they were able to get him under slot, uh, which let them get a bunch of the high schoolers later with bigger bonuses. Uh, he had an oblique injury last year, so he didn't get to play a whole lot in rookie ball, but he's got a really unusual swing, but it works pretty well against kind of modern pitching of fastballs up in the zone and aggressive breaking balls coming out. He can handle both fastballs and breaking balls. He, uh, I don't know if he played both ways, like if he played football in high school, but he's built like a football player. I mean, 6'2", 210, very muscular, uh, He's absolutely athletic enough to handle uh, catching. He has some, some defensive concerns when it comes to blocking and things like that. If you expect automatic balls and strikes to come into play by the time he gets to the MLB, then you don't necessarily have to worry about that. And so what you're looking at is a guy who's athletic enough to block a ball, that you don't have to worry about framing and everything, and then has great strike zone recognition. Has a lot of natural strength and raw power that can punish a mistake. As well as a great arm to that can throw a guy out at, th- uh, at second. There's a lot of catchers at the lower levels. So they're starting him off at, at high A. Which I think is uh, your first round. your are number, number one overall. That's pretty warranted. But I expect them to move him up sooner rather than later. Because they need to see what they have in him. And they need to clear up some of those guys at the lower level, and like an example of too many catchers at the lower levels, number seven, Indy Rodriguez is also here. Uh, six foot one seventy. He was actually an international free agent in twenty eighteen by the Mets, and then was traded in twenty twenty one in the in the Joe Musgrove deal. It was like the three team deal: the Pirates, Padres, and Mets. But led all of Low A Southeast last year in average. Uh, had somewhat one of the lowest strikeout percentages in the league and was like second or third in, in um, WRC+. So very good, like switch hitting, incredibly athletic catcher. Not a big bulky size guy, but just uh, like fluid athletically. Has a, a left-handed swings, more power oriented. Right-hand swings, more contact oriented, but absolutely going to be a plus hitter. Has a good feel for the barrel on either side. Um, I think if he can add a little bit of strength, he'll definitely, um, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely be able to, to have at least average level power, but a guy that defensively very good again, because he's very, very agile. I mean, he's a little raw still, but absolutely has the potential to like the athleticism, uh, the baseball IQ to pick up a lot of that catching pretty quickly. They've also tried him at first. They've tried him at left. They think he could even work out at second. That's how athletically uh, savvy he is. But there's just so many. I mean, there's him, there's Henry Davis, there's Carter Benz, there's Abraham Gutierrez. There's so many catchers where you may end up moving him just to have a place to play him because you also have Henry Davis there. And then one last guy at High A Greensboro that I've been um, watching and kind of excited to see is Jared Jones, the right-hand pitcher. So, 2020 second rounder out of high school, uh, played with the USA Baseball Junior National team quite a bit. Um, he was actually a two way guy. They made him into a full time pitcher. Fastball can touch 99 um, plus pitch. He's got two distinct breaking balls. And I think if he can kind of harness some of this stuff, he can absolutely end up being like a number two, number three guy for you. Uh, he's got like the slider. He he can control the slider better than the curveball, but he's got again those two distinct pitches. Um he also has a changeup that can be average. I he has it has a good like level of deception as far as the arm speed he throws it with. Some pitchers you can see the arm moving slower when they're throwing the changeup. He throws it the same arm speed. The ball doesn't slow down enough off of the fastball. So he needs more separation there, but he can but it looks out of the hand. The same as the fastball, which is what you want, obviously. So, just a great arsenal. Lots of tools there. He just kind of has to harness them. Uh, He, he, only being 6'1", 180, he has a lot of effort behind his delivery. So, there's a little bit of injury concern there. You worry about that. But, very competitive. And, the mindset is the thing with him. Uh, Very, just very... I mean, he'll... He'll MF a guy on the mound. He's very focused and competitive and wants to win every at-bat. So maybe it's a reliever mindset. Maybe that's something where you gas yourself out as a starter if that's the way you approach every reality. And I say that, and Max Scherzer makes it work, but Max Scherzer's a freak. You can't compare a guy to Max Scherzer. And in just a minute, I want to get into A and just the amazing pitching talent we have here in Double A. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar's, I mean... Summer is coming, and with that, you're going to need food on the go. B- Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You can throw them in your bag, your kid's backpack, uh, but it is the fuel you need for your summer adventures. All Built Bars and the Puffs uh, covered 1% real chocolate, so you can eat healthy and you can enjoy it while doing it. Uh, the Puffs, then a cream pie, churro. Uh, the, it's the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. Tons of flavor there. One of the many options they have on Built.com, whether it's that, the Bars. Again, the bars, tons of different variety of flavors. You can do um, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, uh, peanut butter brownies, one of my favorites. And then if you aren't quite sure what you want, you can get the mixed box. This is new. The mixed box has 12 flavors of bars and puffs mixed together. So either way, lots of options at the website. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built. .com. And today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Blue, at, with, with BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom en- engagement ring of her dreams to a classic and timeless jewelry piece as a gift, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. So mark Mother's Day with something enduring. You can do classic diamond stud earrings. You can do an elegant tennis bracelet, a burstone pendant, so much more. And so when you're celebrating the special women in your life, Think about Bluenile.com. You can navigate thousands of jewelry options at every price point. So, this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from Bluenile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So, sh- shop stress free. And find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So this A team stacked. The AA Altoona Curve in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Last year, 58 and 59, they were 5th in uh, A Northeast. The Southwest Division of AA Northeast. It was really confusing last year. So now it's just back to the Eastern League Southwest. But, uh, so, some of the non-pitchers first uh your double play tandem love this number 3 pitcher uh number 3 player in the system second baseman Nick Gonzalez and number 5 player in the system shortstop Levor Poguero. so gonzalez is really is one of those guys okay so drafted in 2021st round the pandemic obviously kind of messed up when they got to debut they finally got in 2021 breaks a finger so loss over a month there when he finally got into like to Haya Greensboro, struggled a bit, didn't look super impressive, and then August 1st on just exploded. Finished up to the end of the season 322, 424, 661, 13 home runs. Like really kind of picked it up. Absolute hitting machine. So you can send the ball to, to any part of the field, left, right, center, in the gaps, to the corners wherever he wants to do it. The swing is a very simple swing, but it's set up to make quality contact with the ball. He very rarely chases. He has very good pitch recognition as far as seeing what's coming. And like that's why people were confused. Last year, he had like a 27% strikeout rate and didn't really understand what's going on. But despite that, still ended up hitting over 300 on the season. And there's a little bit of questions. Um, Greensboro is a very hitter-friendly park. He went to New Mexico State, which was also kind of a um, hitter-friendly park. So there's questions about the power, how well the power is going to play as he moves up. But um, I think here in Altoona, you'll have a better idea of what he's going to do. And in the meantime, um, he can play second base well enough. He can make all the throws you need to make. He can turn double plays. But like, he's an offensive first player. and We have to understand that. And so I think the thought process here is like, they left him in Greensboro even after he got hot last year. I think the idea is they want this core of guys to all come up together him and Poguero. Uh, Matt Frazier's here in Altoona. I think they want them all in there. I think, he, I mean, uh, Gonzalez is a guy that can occasionally make an all star game, but he's going to be a consistent quality starter for you. Uh, At the major league level. And then you're pairing him with Cleaver Piguero, Which there's a bunch of shortstops in this system. Just like there's a bunch of shortstops in every system. But I think he's one of the better. As far as athletically. One of the better shortstops. My question that I have is. Can he get more consistent with it? So he has all of the tools. He's He's got a good arm. Very great speed. But he's not... Always consistent with the motions and the moves that he makes to go, uh, you know, to to field the ball and get it to first or to turn a double play, things like that. He loses focus and has... He's one of those guys that makes the tough plays but sometimes doesn't make the easy ones. Now, offensively, uh, really, really strong upper body. And so, great bat speed, great exit velocity. Uh, he's only 6'1", 160, but he's continuing to add weight. And as he adds weight, the power is coming very aggressive at the plate 25 percent strikeout rate he likes to swing a lot now uh, as he gets better at like picking up spin and things like that I think it's going to end up settling at above average contact ability with average to above average power Um, but just needs time he's still pretty young I mean he won't like he won't turn 22 until the end of this year. Yeah, until the end of this year's birthday's December 31st. But won't turn 22 until the end of this year. So he'll spend all of this season in double A at 21. I think this is the right assignment for him. Give him a taste of the upper minors. Let him get adjusted. And then you move this whole group up at the same time. Uh, and then to go along with these guys, you've got a couple different top 10 pitchers in your system. You've got righty Quinn Priester, the 2019 first rounder. You've got, uh, you've got Michael Burrows, the 2018 prep guy, 11th rounder. Actually, you don't always see these guys on these top 10 lists. Uh, number 10, Carmen Mladinsky. Think I got that right? If you're Carmen's family, let me know. 2021st rounder, supplemental pick. Uh, I think it was like 31st overall out of South Carolina. So just a ton of quality pitchers here, and guys that they've all missed time with different things. Uh, had, I think he had like a shoulder issue. Um, Burrow had like, had an oblique injury. Priester had something, but like they've all missed a little bit of time. They all obviously dealt with the shutdown as well. And so you're trying to catch some of these guys up on their development. Some of them went to instructional league. Some of them went to the alternate site in 2020. Um, Priester is the one that really intrigues me the most. He, I think physically, he's got a little bit of development to do. 6'3, 195. But like he lost, he lost velocity last year. And I think part of it was just um, the end of the season. He didn't have a 2020. And he's playing in 2021. He threw 100 innings in 2021. I think he just didn't necessarily have the physical to him. another guy who's 21 years old. He won't turn 22 till the end of the year. And so, you know, the 98 that he had in Instructional League has come back down to mid-90s. But uh, lots of stuff. He's got two different fastballs, a four-seamer and a sinker. I love a good sinker. Uh, A plus curveball, a slider, a changeup. So lots of different things. Really well-prepared. So like the mental side of the game, he understands a lot about what he's doing. uh, can, Can prepare scouting reports, things like that on hitters to know how to attack them, what to do with them really good at inducing ground balls. You ever you have a good sinker and a good curveball that's going to happen. And so a guy that I see capping out as like a as like a number 3 possibly a number 2 if some of these pitches take jumps, but like three pitchers at this level that are all really good that just need time, need reps because they lost time because of the lost season and then of different injuries and things like that. So need some time. In just a minute, I want to get to the AAA Indianapolis Indians and a guy who I don't think needs a lot of time. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and your sports info. You can get all the latest sports developments, Uh, league reviews, news, basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball season's obviously going on. The NBA draft started yesterday, so they'll, they'll probably have like rookie of the year stuff out pretty quickly. Uh, so they're they're your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, all of that. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. It's hard to talk about the AAA Indianapolis Indians without talking about O'Neal Cruz. He's the elephant in the room, almost literally, six foot seven. But we're going to work backwards. So some of the other top prospects in AAA um Hewan Bae was an international free agent in 2018 out of South Korea. And a really interesting guy uh younger he wasn't a professional over there and then came over because he'd be in the posting system. This was instead a completely a, a a a international free agent and very very good speed and very very good contact ability he's played the infield he's played the outfield i don't necessarily think he has a great defensive home he kind of just looks almost average everywhere that he goes i think he's going to be one of those super utility guys that is going to rely on putting the ball in play and then beating out whatever throw you're trying to make but um yes has has very good control of the barrel can make contact consistently don't think he has a ton of power but a guy, he's at AAA right now, and I absolutely see him as somebody who can has some skills that can apply to the major league level. And I think at worst, you're getting a guy like a Billy Hamilton. As far as offensively, a bit lost, but if he puts a ball in play, watch out. So, uh, somebody to, to pay attention to. And then somebody who I actually have gotten asked about recently in mailbags. An outfielder, Travis Swaggerty. 2018 first round pick. Out of uh, South Alabama, Um, lefty outfielder, and all of the consistency that he had in in college, a good college profile of a power speed guy. You know, hit twenty eight homers in college and all that. Haven't necessarily seen it. Didn't hit that great in high A in twenty nineteen. Lost twenty twenty. Was at the alternate site, not the same. And then twenty twenty one, only played twelve games before he had. A dislocated shoulder and had shul- season-ending surgery, and so I think the issue with Travis Swaggerty in the past versus now is he always con- like he had a really good feel for the strike zone, but he would chase power at the expense of contact. And I think that if if he can make the proper balance and not necessarily chase the power, he has very good contact tools, and to go along with that. Uh, he is one of the best defensive center fielders in the the upper minors. Very very good defender. Has all of the defensive skills above average arm, uh, the the reads the routes the reactions everything you need to play center field uh, at the major league level. Uh, it really is a shame that he got hurt last year because they like Pittsburgh struggled so much with a center fielder in Pittsburgh last year, and so I think he's a guy that can be an MLB regular maybe bottom half of MLB, but an MLB regular once he gets going offensively. So look for him. If he plays well this season, look for him to possibly get a second half call up so they can see what he does. Uh, Right now he's not. So 13 games in as of uh, Thursday morning, he's batting 188, 304, 271, one home run, one double, nine hits and 48 at bats. So, continuing the struggles that he that they saw uh, I again I absolutely think he has the skills he just has to get comfortable again at the plate after missing so much time due to injury and then adjust his approach and then two guys both of which have had a little bit of of time in the pros Romanzi Contreras the right-hand pitcher and O'Neal Cruz so Contreras I believe actually made the team out of tra- spring training or was called up soon after they used him as a reliever they sent him back down so that he can stretch out, so he can be a starting option. So six foot one ninety seven, a little bit of a smaller guy, but he's worked really hard to add strength to that. Um, he was he was signed by the Yankees in 2016 out of the Dominican and was traded as part of the James Italian deal. Uh, another guy missed some time, had a forearm strain, missed two months, but did debut at the end of the year last year. They saw him again a little bit this year. Uh, he's got he's got a really good fastball. I mean like 98 miles an hour, really unique delivery to it and kind of where it comes out of his hand. Uh, gives it a lot of deception. He has he has a um changeup, slider, curveball. I think the curveball is better than the slider. The slider's the newest one of those. But they both have the potential to be plus. He has to work on controlling them a bit, commanding them, doing what they want to do. And then obviously you have the typical concerns about he's six foot one ninety seven. What like how well can his size hold up over an entire major league season? I think he's another one of those guys. Number two, number three, he just needs to be healthy and he needs a chance to harness some of those tools, polish those off a little bit. He's stretching out at AAA. He's going to be back up at the major league level and he's going to be pitching innings in Pittsburgh sooner rather than later. And I think that's a good thing. The other guy, who we have so far have not had any indications is coming up, even though he probably needs to, is shortstop O'Neal Cruz, the elephant in the room, six seven two ten. He's a big boy. We've talked about him a lot. Um, and another guy missed time last year, had a forearm injury, missed seven weeks. But when he got back, went to Triple A, and then went. Um, we heard, we we heard, we've heard all about this by now. Uh, first the first, I think the first hit that he had in Pittsburgh was tied for the highest exit below in the StatCast era. It was like a 117 mile an hour single. Homered in his second game, uh, literally only had two games up there. And then they sent him back down to the minors, and some of the word was they wanted him to work on his outfield defense, and then they played him in outfield like twice. Uh, absolutely a plus arm. He's, he... He, he, there, people are always going to ask, does he have the range? Does he have the athleticism to play short? Because he's six foot seven. You don't see that. You, you don't see six foot seven shortstops ever. Uh, whenever you see somebody who's six foot seven, they're either a pitcher or they're in the outfield, like Judge and Stanton and all those Giants in New York. So he had 16 errors last year. I think part of that was from rushing things. You see those guys with long levers. And I think Dusty Baker had a great quote about this just the other day. He was talking about hitting, but about how guys with long levers just seem to naturally take longer uh, to get up to speed, both when a season starts and then to do things during the game. Uh, As far as whether it comes to, whether it's getting a swing in, whether it's making a throw, longer levers equal more time. And so he's a guy that I think Given his speed, he may end up having to move to the outfield simply because you can't always get the quick, fast throws off in the infield if you're, you know, you have the wingspan of somebody who's six foot seven. But absolutely, a guy who can contribute at the big league level. Uh, Kevin Newman went on the IL. Kevin Newman shouldn't have stopped you anyway from calling up O'Neill Cruz. Double plus raw power, uh, aggressive. Only walked about seven percent of the time. Has to work on his approach a bit. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to attack there. But I absolutely think that um, he can contribute to the major league level right now. And hopefully sometime soon, they will call O'Neill Cruz up to the big league level. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. We appreciate you being here. Do us a favor and like and subscribe. It really does help the show a ton. Next week. Great week coming up. We start off, as always, with a mailbag on Monday. If you have questions, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. It's right here. You can um, tweet the show at Locked On Farm on Twitter, or you can email us, Prospects at gmail.com. Again, we'll do that mailbag on Monday. But until then, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.